just a bunch of witty banter. Good guy, Papa. What's up, guys? This is Woody Banter, episode number 51. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams. Across the table, the nanotechnology will do it all. It's Hunter Dorset. It is the future. It is the future. The to future. my left, the man who turned down Facebook, Brandon Lutz. Hi. <laughs> and to my right, he's the kingliest of Kevins. It's Kevin King. Mm-hmm. Hello. What's up, folks? How we doing? It's episode 51. It's been two weeks since episode 50, basically because our hangover just finally rolled off. <laughs> Congratulations on <laughs> episode 50. Top, That's Thank you. awesome, guys. It it's was, a great day today. It was a drunken, sloppy show, but it was awesome. Ooh. But today is a great day. Apparently the, the, the day of free stuff, according to our conversations before. I didn't get to see any of this free stuff. I know, man. Dude, like, it was a pretty wonderful day of free stuff. Hooked was holding it down with free queso at Cadoba. And, well, I didn't really get a free. Yeah. And stuff. macaroni and cheese. Macaroni and cheese. Um, noodles and co. I don't know if I can. Which I don't no one really I cares about. Like. But <laughs> See, mac and it's cheese mac is and always cheese. one of those like. Have you been to Noodles and Company? It's no. super, super dry. It's terrible. <laughs> you have to add water, man. It's not serious. It's pretty basic. It's, I mean, it's called Noodles and Co. So it's awful. Um, yeah. So the last, you guys have both been on the show one other time. So this is both your second oh, time cool. back. Oh yeah. It's actually nice. funny. The first time we had uh, Kevin on was just probably the biggest disaster of an episode that we had. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought at the time it was a... No, no, it was was a a great show, but here's what happened. My microphone ended up not recording the whole time, and so we had to, like, doctor up the audio, and then I think it took me, like, a good nine years to get the video on. Remember we had to leave and go get our... Oh, I do remember having to leave. We had to go get our equipment because we're jackasses, Uh, and then on top uh, of that, uh, I uploaded the unedited version to iTunes. Oh, you fool. (laughs) And so for, like, ten minutes in between, when we're doing halftime, we're sitting there talking about, like, the... So I totally thought that was a choice. No, no. <laughs> well, experience, we really we did. We changed it back. Okay. I got to go back and listen to it, though, because the only version I've heard is, yeah, we're like chilling beforehand, oh, and then yeah, like halftime happens, and we're still talking. I was like, ah. Save it for the unedited the Director's Cut DVD. Man. Exactly. Lost <laughs> episodes. Soon to come. The outtake show. But we did love having you guys. I got some, some good press with oh, my boss for that. Dude, I That's had great. such a fun time at that office. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so welcome back, everybody. It's been a couple weeks since we've done our flagship banter show. Last week, we did the first episode of Just the Quip, yeah. which was really fun. We uh, debated what the best, most badass team of wizards would be. Mm. That was a super, that was a blast. So go listen to that if Put you have Put your haven't. thinking hats on for that one, guys. Yeah, if you haven't seen it already, go check it out. But <laughs> we're back to the normal show, and that means beer reviews, people. Beers, beers, beers. It's time to start a whole new class of beers to consider after the Temptress won our number one beer choice. The Temptress Should one. we, like, start yeah, over I was, or just I was keep on that building? episode. You were that It one. was a good beer. That was a great one. It was all great. I was there for every single one. What you, I can't remember what we had when you were on. I mean, you're talking to the guy who has had, like, five different types of beers. Perfect. Let's make that number six. <laughs> this is a really weird beer, man. Well, okay. Well, why don't you? So it's the Lapite or the oh my god, the Le Petite Prince from Jester King. This is like their flagship um, farmhouse beer. It's pretty. It, I think I I don't know this. Don't quote me, but I would reckon to say this is one of the ones that made them famous. Uh, Jester King's a, one of the biggest breweries here in Austin, one of the most well known. And so we haven't done a whole lot of farmhouse ales on the show, and I know that Hunter and I have been wanting to start trying that style more. So we thought, what better way to like introduce ourselves to it than to get a, a commonly well-known beer? Yeah, and um, we want to give Jester King some some representation as well. They're a great brewery. Sure. So what are you reading about it? So, dude, alcohol by volume, 2.9%. It's a drinkable one. 
Yeah. It's it's like baby oh juice. It's yeah. baby juice. Um, so do you want me to there, – there's like a little uh, concise thing about it on the back. It says notes. Go for it. La Petite Prince is a dry, unspiced, highly attenuated table beer unique to our land in the Texas Hill Country. Naturally occurring wild yeasts mm. impart a sense of place to this unfiltered, unpasteurized, 100% bottle-conditioned beer. Okay. So – that gives a nice little summary of uh, you know what we can expect from it. I think. Mm-hmm. Sure. So farmhouse um, ales mean that the yeast is taken from open air, so they don't add it in. It's hmm. like fermented. I, I don't know. It's some open in the fashion vat. And then <laughs> when it's bottle conditioned, I'm pretty sure um, that means what is it called when the yeast eats the it's the sugars? Spurge. Ferment, fermented. Oh, it's, it's fermented in the bottle. <laughs> Sperment. Oh, the oh it's fermented in the bottle. It's fermented in the bottle. Okay. The and bottle. then, uh, yeah, it's unfiltered, unpasteurized, so it's uh, that's why we can't see through it. And yeah, it's, it's very... So, yeah, it's super yellow, and it's super cloudy. Mm-hmm. And when I mean yellow, it almost looks like... It almost looks like a Rattler. Because champagne. Looks like lemonade. I think champagne. it looks like champagne. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, have you guys had a chance to taste it yet? Little of the bubbly. Little the bubbly. I've had a chance. I agree. I think what resonates with me most in the little notes is them referring to it as a table beer. Mm-hmm. I could imagine if I had a, a ranch out in the hill country, this would be sitting right next to just like a pitcher of water and a pitcher of this because it's so light, very drinkable. Exactly. Uh, this it, it, it almost has be around cons- all day. It almost has a consistency consistency of water or like yeah. tea or it's something. Very easy. Yeah, it'd be like water, tea, in, Chester King, for sure. <laughs> beer. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It, it had a pretty full mouthful of flavor, in my opinion. Um, it's not uncomplex. It is funky. Yeah, it's mm. it's bringing stuff to the table. It's a table beer. And it's supposed to be a <laughs> little a sour, beer. and I do get like a tartness. Yeah. But when I there is a funk there, almost like a moldy smell or feel to me, uh, especially in the aftertaste. Is anybody else? It's probably that? because of how it's, it's made. Yeasty. I mean, with that I open, think that's the yeast. The yeast. Well, yeah. it's the cloud. I think is it's making me. Always, it's always life the is the cloud. The unpasteurized open air yeast, I think, is is giving it that sort of like untamed uh you know concept okay it's it lingers on your tongue for a very long time which is nice which yeah. means I, I mean to me that's indicative of a, of a, not a good beer you mm-hmm. know it's gonna hang you out smell a, a good bit on hang the out. nose as well so we'll go around the table give me your one word first impression starting with brandon new because like i said this is my like six like my literal sixth beer so it's great <laughs> okay mm-hmm. Hunter. mine's a cop out petite oh mm. I would say drinkable. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with funky. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Well, now that we've gotten that <laughs> all out of the way, it's time for the news. Oh, yeah. It's time for Woody Banter. This is Woody Banter. All right. It's time to break into the news segment. Break it in. The, uh, there was not much news to choose from. But there was like all the news that was out there was super different. So we're gonna see. I'm gonna throw these at you guys. Plethora. See what catches. We see what doesn't. Eclectic. The first one is a little more in my wheelhouse and gets me excited. On Sunday, ESPN2 broadcasted the championship round of Blizzard's Heroes of the Storm event, and the event was called Heroes of the Dorm, and it was a collegiate tournament uh, for the developers for this game. It was a collegiate te- uh, gaming tournament for players to win uh, tuition. So. The event took place in primetime, which was going on with the NBA playoffs and the Major League Baseball. Huh. All that was going on. Um, and there was some teams from the University of Berkeley and Arizona State, blah, blah, blah. The reason why I think this is important 
is it's crazy that ESPN two is showing video like esports on on their channel huh. during prime time. Yeah. Just like in a world where nerds from the sports industry. And so a bunch <laughs> of a bunch of websites took Twitter reactions. And I want to read oh, a few geez. of them because they're no. kind of funny. Okay. This would be good. So here's one. It just says, still trying to figure out what the hell's on ESPN2 last night. <laughs> uh, this one is uh, pretty good. Are people going to assume gaming is a sport now just because it was on ESPN2? And then the next one. This whole ESPN2 thing is a shining light on a whole new breed of idiot. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, here's one. Uh, was there nothing scheduled to air on ESPN2? No way a video game tournament was option number one, right? But then the the last one I have here is from Michelle Beadle, who apparently is a host on ESPN, mm. and she says, "No joke, these announcers are killing it. I don't have a damn clue what I'm watching, but they won't <laughs> let me leave." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So first, before we keep diving into the story, because I've got more, I want to hear like just general knee jerk reactions. We've got um, esports video games on ESPN. Well, I'm that's exciting to me because I like video games, but it also has me thinking like. Uh, like they couldn't get the lumberjack games this year, so <laughs> they like settled on. What would you rather? The lumberjack games. Have you heard about that? Awesome. <laughs> those are amazing. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Those are, are like freaking amazing. Those are some men right there. That is raw. Um, yeah, that kind of. I mean, going off of kind of what he says, I mean, I think it's cool. It's great for video gaming. Gives it some good exposure and starts making it more like a main mainstream thing. Um, but ESPN two is kind of like the. It, it covers a lot more obscure stuff. I mean, they have spelling bees on there and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And, and like, you know, one-off poker tournaments and stuff that no one would ever watch. And so, yeah. you know, you got those. But I think that it's cool, especially if, like, somebody who works there acknowledges that the coverage was really good. That's that's really cool. Yeah, that's what I like the most about it was yeah. them giving props to the guys shoutcasting. I would say it's it's got to be better than watching bowling, though, for sure. Right. You guys are nailing when, all the things. <laughs> because, like, I there's nothing worse than turning on ESPN and the only thing's on is bowling. bowling. Or billiards. Um, I think... Down the road, I'm really excited about it because I hope it becomes a big deal and these gamers start getting as much press and ego as professional athletes, yeah. and I think that could be some really fun things for pop culture. Well, what's crazy is some of the largest... Um, so this type of game is called a MOBA. Bear with me. I'm not very familiar with these types of games either. They're very inaccessible. Um, but some of these largest MOBA tournaments in the world draw more viewers than like the World Series does and the NBA Finals does. That's very in fact, I think the League of, the League of Legends um, final championship, World Championship, two years ago had 34 million uh, viewers. <laughs> so, Holy question God. for you, Chase, because you seem very well versed in gaming. Where on the international scale does like American youth fall in like gaming participation? Like, do we play the most games when it comes to? The the U- Japan, right? The UK I don't think is the I disagree. The UK. Yeah. UK? Really? Yes. Really? Um, Interesting. What's also, what's really funny, um, so the gaming industry in America, like, almost crashed and was destroyed in 1980. Um, and this is in America, right? Like, when you when you read the history of gaming, it's always about this huge crash. Gaming almost went away until Nintendo saved it, but that's, like, a very U.S.-centric view, because actually, in the UK, it was going on just as well and still thriving. Huh. Um, but... A lot of our, a lot of the companies are international, but they're also based. You know, you've got Microsoft here. You have a, a Bungie. A lot of, a lot of publishers are here, but you also have a lot of them in France and in Canada. Hmm. Japan is a huge source of gaming. I would say that we're equal, if not um, smaller than U- the UK's participation. Got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So. Well, it's raining all the time over there. So yeah. What the fuck else are you do? Yeah. yeah. Right. This kind of makes me think like it could be. I. I. I you know. 
Chase just is writing a thesis on, you know, the impact of video gaming just as a culture, like, and using it as a communication tool across hmm. the world and stuff. And, um, like, hearing this and people possibly responding strongly to it, I mean, it just makes me wonder how there's not, like, a video game-centric, like, major channel or network provider, you know? Like, you have, like, like black entertainment G4. TV and women's TV. Like, why isn't there a video game TV? I thought there was. They tried G4. G4. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Munn. Well. Uh, Did it have enough, like, gusto? Or was now. it just, like, a really. like but, a noggin kind of thing? But what's sort of becoming the channel, <laughs> noggin. The channel for gaming uh, is Twitch, Twitch.tv. Mm-hmm. And, like... Or ESPN2. Yeah, or ESPN2. <laughs> yeah. Um, Twitch.tv last year had a hundred million concurrent or I mean a hundred million unique users a month on it and they watched 16 billion hours of content Uh, also Twitch TV passed Facebook in terms of peak internet traffic and they were also bought by Amazon for 978 million dollars so Twitch is on the map Uh, Twitch is in 26 different countries and it's only getting bigger and bigger right so and that's the platform that a lot of these these uh, companies who want their game streamed are using. But you have, you bring up a great question, like who's going to be the one to monopolize it? Where like I'm going to pay all the developers, and I'm going to say from now on you can only watch this stuff on our channel. Maybe you have to go to our website to stream it, and we. St- I think streaming it is if you try to cut the stream out, you're gonna you're gonna lose. People want to watch this on the internet. Yeah. But if it was like you had to go to ESPN's website to watch it, I think that's massive. 34 million people to your website. You yeah, know? for sure. So the last bit of this story is uh, this is a quote from a guy named Colin Cowherd, who apparently is on Cowherd. ESPN. <laughs> he's, he's been um, a host on ESPN for like several years. And so here's his quote in reaction to ESPN playing esports. He says, Here's what's going to get me off the air. If I'm ever to, ever forced to cover guys playing video games, I'll retire and move to a rural fishing village and sell bait. You want me out? Demand video game tournaments on ESPN because that's what's appeared on ESPN2 yesterday. And then he finally finishes and says, somebody lock the basement door at mom's house and don't let them out. I will quit this network no. if I'm ever asked to cover that. I tolerated Donkey Kong. I'll tell you what the equivalent of that was. It was me putting a gun in my mouth and having to listen. Wow. Whoa! That's not really. Totally that took a dark turn. So yeah. Holy shit! That, that guy, guy was not yeah, happy. Opinionated man. He, he never won any video games with his friends. <laughs> yeah, like he weird. always lost. Well, he's just. I mean, he's just like your classic, like narrow-minded, like only these sports are sports kind of thing. I only and played like, Madden. And like you know, I don't. It's funny. I don't actually covered Madden. I don't, I don't consider. <laughs> I don't consider like gaming a sport or not like an athletic event. You know, it's a competition. Absolutely. Right, but. Like ESPN, it it is like primarily like athletic sports. Yeah. So yeah. I understand him being like, this isn't what we're about. Kind of, it's like McDonald's coming out with like trying to be the artist and healthy. People are like, people that work in McDonald's are kind of like, I don't know, this isn't really yeah. our thing. <laughs> um, and 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 you know, I can understand people like re- responding so boldly, but but yeah, I mean that's that's just over the line. That's really that's really just like. This is worthless. Everything about this is worthless. Which I mean, is unnecessary. For me, anyways, like, call it what you want a competition or a sport. Like, there are some things that I see on ESPN that I don't necessarily think are sports either. Like, you know, I'm going to maybe get shot for saying this, but like NASCAR, like, I do not see the athletic ability in racing 
Yeah. And I just, it's one That's of those things. That's a whole things. other discussion. I'll fight it's, you that is, that, a, that is that is a, that is a discussion. But you bring had. up a good point. And we said it earlier. It's things like bowling, darts, the spelling bee, poker, chess. Those are all on ESPN. Oh, yeah, I poker. I mean, those like, I sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I he, doesn't, he doesn't cough up about those. And yeah. what's, what's funny is uh, actually tennis. like three years ago, they did do, he personally did a coverage of uh, a Madden release. <laughs> he had a cover. Anyway, it's just ironic. You yeah. pay the guy enough money, he'll shut up. Exactly. Yeah, well, in ESPN, I mean, even ESPN will even cover any news story, too, nowadays. They're just trying to really stretch what they Crossfit. encompass as a company, Crossfit. as a network. They're losing their they market share, They did do Crossfit man. games, yeah. I'm just super excited That was that. cool to watch. That was cool. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was rude. And, you know, I didn't really take it to heart. I understand that, like, this guy has zero experience <laughs> with video games, and he falls into that. Like, his stereo- like, he stereotyped him into what everyone typically does, who I think around his age would, so... It makes sense, but that's okay. On to the next story. Uh, Kevin, you uh, said you wanted to talk about something. Uh, yeah. Um, I know that like last episode I came on, it was v- it was very tech heavy. Obviously, given our environment, we were all about net neutrality and technical uh, yeah, difficulties. And you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I saw something interesting today. Um, and it was all about Periscope, which I was starting to describe to you a little bit earlier before we started. Yeah. And so Periscope um, is, for those who don't know, a live streaming kind of social network apps, right? So if you mm. are somewhere where you just want to invite all your followers to see what you're seeing as you're seeing it, live stream footage, you know, your front row of like a shout out Dallas Mavericks game. I know we lost, but shout out like you're at yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out. This is what it looks like when Dwight oops it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so say you're like at front row of a concert or something and you like live stream it or, you know, you, maybe you're a celebrity and you're doing something and you want to live stream it. Um, you have followers, they tune in. Cool. Well, the thing is Periscope, which is owned by Twitter, just passed a million users. Um, and the only reason this is a big deal is because they've done it in 10 days. And for perspective, the article talked about was Facebook got a million users after 10 months. Twitter did it after 24 months, almost two years, right? And granted, these came about when like social media was still in its early days, and now we're pretty much fully integrated in daily lives. But the rapid pace which with Periscope was able to get a million followers, to me, raises an interesting conversation of how fast we're moving now and how it only takes 10 days for a million new people to be on board with an idea, but more or less technology, spreading some type of new technology. I like this. And I think we are finally integrated and enough with social media as a landscape that, like, how quickly... Are we going to start Singularity is happening, man. Singularity. So let me ask you this. Was it uh, at all promoted by Twitter? Oh, yeah, so Twitter owns it. Um, and obviously that would help launch it yeah. to begin with. Meerkat is also a big rival of Periscope. It's another kind of live streaming app that like is very Twitter friendly as well. Um, you know that YouTube is fo- about to focus and overhaul their live streaming stuff as well. Really? They are um, setting up a conference at E3, which is the bi- like mm-hmm. the world's biggest gaming conference, which is funny because I, I think it shows they're going after that audience to compete with Twitch, but they're about to completely... They hired a shit ton of engineers and, and server stuff so that they can overhaul their uh, streaming Interesting. stuff as well. Yeah. And I guess that's going to speak to the point that I have to make about this story is, one, so you definitely have the push from it being owned by Twitter. Two, I think it's impressive that so many people, I guess... We'll see if they stick to it, if, if the idea of, of streaming is going to like catch on. Yeah. I think it will, because I honestly think streaming is like the future. It And it's kind of terrifying, and from my opinion, when you look at the actual footage of streaming, because it's very almost like 
1984-esque or just like the way we've we're all like the quality of the video i think when like yeah. you tune into like a live stream like we're sacrificing i think like quality of like high definition for just like immediate access to footage for perspective. it's kind of grainier yeah. and it's like a more interesting perspective it's a new look from the angle but it's like i don't know it's it's like, only, i don't like the idea of everyone being able to like see what i'm seeing immediately the like only thing i like the back of my mind is telling me that you mentioned like you'd be able to have this at concerts or sporting events Mm -hmm. um, I, off the bat, easily can see people, companies, organizations, oh, yeah. individuals having a problem with doing that. Oh, yeah. If they don't, show. if they don't, like, if you're going to stream it, you need to pay for it. Absolutely. And even that's the quality, obviously you're not there live, mm -hmm. but that's revenue that people are losing. Yeah. How are they going to stop people though? I mean, yeah, as technology continues going, up. like you could, you could probably do this on your phone. Yeah. Like, this thing is you what are. I'm seeing. This is the hot celebrity chick I'm sitting next to, you yeah. know, and everyone's going to be like, boom, like, just sitting on your boom. channel. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think people like seeing other people's perspectives because it makes you feel like you're like more you're at one there. with them kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, with well, Twitch. that's the thing. It's a big followership. Or imagine like, like a concert with people on stage, like watching people perform on stage and what they see. Yeah, like, a band does like a periscope from their perspective would right. be super mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah, I think it's amazing. I mean, as we see with Twitch, like, People will just get online and watch other people do shit that they like. Yeah. So if that's <laughs> if that's is uh, branched out into other like hobbies and subjects, right. like yeah, I watched this one guy on Periscope. He's a rock climber, and all he does is stream himself climbing like mountains. That Which would be, be so cool yeah. with like from like a GoPro angle or something. Even yeah, and like with you're saying it being like a litigious nightmare, that's already happening in the gaming sphere. So it's technically copyright for people to stream games. Mm -hmm. It's this weird double-edged sword where some developers, I'll use Devolver um, as an example, who did Hotline Miami, they're like, stream the shit out of our games. We don't care. It's free press. Um, so like the guy on, on YouTube, he's the largest channel on YouTube, most subscribers. His name is PewDiePie, and he does mm. um, video game-related stuff. Mm. If that guy streams your game, and, and it's, it's 20 million. He has 6.65 billion total views yeah. and 20 million subscribers. If he gives your game a, a thumbs up, you're going to sell a shit ton of that game. Yeah. So that's one way to look at it. Nintendo comes in, and they're like, yo, if you stream our game without asking permission, we take you off. If you stream our game and we give you permission, you don't get any of the ad revenue. Mm. Mm. And everyone, and like including PewDiePie, was like, "I'm not going to stream your games anymore." Then, and so now you have to think: Was it worth it to them to get the ad revenue from the people that are streaming their games, or did they just alienate themselves from a huge potential market? Mm. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's you're going to watch other companies besides gaming go through these same questions now. Yeah, yeah, and it's a balance. I mean, like you were saying, like any press, like you can be of the opinion that any press is good press, whether it's something that you paid for or you didn't. Um, but, you know, you've got like the Taylor Swifts of the world who mm. are idealistic mm -hmm. and, you know, cents on, like half cents on the dollar want every single piece of revenue coming towards them. Sure. And it's like, at what point, what are you going to sacrifice for publicity? Um, and it's free. Yeah, kind of, kind of going off of like one of your major uh, points about your story, about the power of congregating people yeah. and the influence that, um, you know, having so many people kind of just jump on board with something can do. It's like in ten days. Yeah, I mean, as we grow in our technology and in our integration of technology, it really just allows people to have much more instant like um, fruition mm -hmm. of like quality of thought and quality mm. of action like if, if you do something and like you can sell the person sitting next to you uh and you have like a decent 
surrounding of people that can kind of support you, maybe like make a video about it, yeah, or yeah. Like explain the concept. Like you can have people get on board with yeah. you. Like there's no real no real reason why if you have an amazing idea why you shouldn't have like the right. internet to back you up because people are, nowadays are just like jumping on board with stuff that they just like yeah. and pick I think, up that day. You yeah, know? you know, obviously like a million in the in the landscape of the international community is not a whole lot, but I right. think it just shows access to technology is continuing to grow and technology itself I think will be the most crucial resource. If we have a resource war in the next century, it's because people don't have access to technology or the internet or, you know, these these yeah. new functionality that we're developing with technology. And because I mean, even think about at its core, something like Periscope, right? It's live streaming footage. If you're in a tragedy of some kind, maybe you're like in an earthquake scenario or maybe you're in the middle of a school shooting of some kind, but like yeah. somehow people need to see from your perspective what's happening for maybe safety reasons or you're stranded or lost, Periscope yourself. Witness this it. is my surroundings. Like if you got followers, people start like, you know, I think that the idea of having cameras everywhere on our globe now and being able to tap into so many different corners of yeah, our place that's is, a little police is, is scary, but, but like, is, is like you have incredibly to, uh, fascinating. It has to be the person deciding to stream though, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, right, exactly. I mean, but so that's the thing though. Like if, if, if you know you're stranded somewhere, right, but you, you don't have Wi-Fi, but you're going to use your data, you're going to bite the bill yeah. and, and stream a, a, a Periscope thing, All your family and friends are like, oh, well, let's try and get this to someone who can help figure out where he is or show his running. I don't know, but I think you're right. It, it becomes this kind of global police that we have with with technology and, and streaming footage. Which we've shown to be really bad at hiding, right. at least in the U.S. And it can ruin people's like lives. Absolutely. Like, like that one kid, I mean, that was yelling profanities on that frat butt bus yeah. and it went national in like a day like that's another version of what but you're saying no like people just getting on board learning something that day and then that kid's life is ruined from that day on like yeah. he's never going to be looked at as somebody other than that kid pretty much now <laughs> so it's, it is scary there is sort of like this global everyone's in on the police kind of thing it's yeah interesting it sounds cool <laughs> check it out download it tight. I, I just I think streaming is the future I think it's, but yeah, that was yeah, that was something I wanted to bring up. The only other small thing was apparently they discovered a new dinosaur. Um, Ooh, what's it called? Potential. I think it's called the Chilosaurus because it's discovered <laughs> in Chile. Um, the Chilosaurus. But the reason it's a big deal <laughs> is because it was yeah right. They just like named it where they found it. Um, <laughs> is it's like a vegetarian T Rex. Not interested. That doesn't sound possible. Sounds, <laughs> sounds chill, right? Um, so like some I I don't know. I'll have to pull up the story uh, maybe later to learn. To give you more detail, but some seven-year-old kid like came across some fossils with like his parents. That pisses me off. Right? <laughs> like, and they're like, it's apparently from some like the the fossils were pretty easily initially grouped in like some family of dinosaurs, but there was something unique about them, and then like something about like the teeth. And after yeah. five years of studying it, they deduced that it was <laughs> a vegetarian T. Rex. Once the kid turned twelve, and yeah. studying of it. some yeah. sort, Park. but was like yeah. massive, but still. Now he hates dinosaurs. I don't know. <laughs> Chilosaurus, well, check like, it out. Uh, where I, so, like I said, I'm from New York, and so we grew up in that kind of area. And the Chilosaurus more frequently area. than you would think of, not dinosaurs per se, but like, you know, people will be walking in the woods and they'll pick up like an arrowhead from like a Native American yeah. time period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's old uh, rock formations that were old farming uh, divisions mm. between colony oh, like, uh, farms and all that kind of stuff. Um, kind of in the same way. It's kind of annoying when you're around and like you go in your backyard and your friends are like you got nothing and your friends uh, like oh my god I found this like colonial coin and like uh, British tax stamp. Super insane. Okay. Um, I'm Hunter, what time? How much? How long have we been going? We have about five minutes left. 
Okay. Would you guys rather talk about when Microsoft or Apple? Mm, actually, like I don't think Microsoft because Microsoft's been doing some. I Apple gets a enough attention. Okay, we'll yeah, talk, we talk yeah. about Apple a lot. Talk about Microsoft. So this is a quote from his name is Terry Meyerson, Microsoft's Vice President of Operating Systems. Uh, this is something he said Wednesday during a keynote presentation at the company's annual Build Developer Conference in San Francisco. Oh, he says, good for Terry. Good for him, right? He's doing well. <laughs> he says, quote, within two to three years of Windows 10's release, there will be one billion devices running Windows 10, end what? quote. And then says the operating system will, quote, will be a service across an array of devices and will usher in a new era where the mobility of the experience, not the device, is paramount. Um, so... Let's see. When did they say that? Yeah, during to during that. Anyway, when I read that, I was like, "Damn, that is ambitious." Mm. And I don't really know much about Windows. I don't know if you guys do. Um, I'm a Mac person, but I switched. I'm actually one of the few that's actually switched from a Mac to a PC. Mm. But that's because the work that I do in advertising uh-huh. involves Excel spreadsheets, and I know all uh, the macros on that, and sure. not on a Mac. Me too. But yeah, I'm a Windows guy. Yeah, and the game. Anyway, I just heard like what <laughs> Windows Nine was supposed to be just an awful shit show. Really? It's no Vista. Vista was the worst. They call Windows 9 like the Vista of today. Mm. All I know is like with the tiles and what they got going on now, people hate. That's Windows 8. I don't know. Okay, maybe it's Windows 8. Yeah, Windows 9 is supposed to be the new good shit. It's supposed to kind of revert to how it was before Windows 8. Windows 10, which is supposed to come out this summer... So I'm I'm totally effed on the timeline then. Okay. Anyway, I know maybe w- that's what I'm talking about. They like skipped a generation. I think it's Windows. They 10. didn't go to nine. They went to ten. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So they're trying to right all their wrongs. Uh, they're even. <laughs> of course. They're developing a um, a new internet browser called Microsoft Edge that isn't supposed to replace Internet Explorer on Edge. their devices, but it's going to be like an option, and it's mo- meant to be more like uh, Google Chrome and Mozilla Firefox. Mm. So I just want, I guess, since we both, none of us really know too much into this, do you think that they have a chance of being on a billion different devices and like really springboarding and coming back and righting all the wrongs and blah, well, blah, 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 If blah, they blah. advertise it well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously people today, like at least younger people, are super obsessed with Macs. Um, Microsoft still, still owns the majority of personal computers in offices and mm. like in the world. Mm. Um, you know... And uh, on top of that, I mean, they've been having some quiet bad news because I just told you about this. Like, Facebook just dropped Skype, which was an acquisition they made a couple of years ago, and so that's not obviously good for Microsoft either. Mm. Um, so I mean, it's kind of like they need to, and they're really. They, I think they have this big issue of like, how do you innovate, really? Because mm-hmm. they're having that issue where they're. I feel like their product at least is stagnating a little bit, or they're not leading the charge. They're falling behind, mm. like the Google and the apples of the world yeah because they they said their plan is is for across any device you'll be able to take your experience with it so like say you're running some app on one um like on a tablet when you're running the same app it'll be different it'll look different and um be operated differently on like a on a a different computer but you'll still be able to bounce between all of them and it'll always be up to date with your your ish Mm. that sounds pretty cool i mean Mm. it sounds like where most of technology is going especially with like google drive and all that you can get that shit anywhere i think what's going to be weird is i mean i don't really understand i don't really understand like how they're saying they're going to be putting it in so many different devices but like as far as like making standards and people adopting standards and stuff you know as we as we continue to go forward with technological innovation like we get to do more with technology so like we'll be able to have like newspapers that are technologically based like like our beer bottles will be able to have like menus and stuff that we can scan through and look mm. at and stuff and 
what I think is weird is like, what kind of software is that going to run on? You know, like yeah. what is that going to be based off of? Is 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 Microsoft going to be looking at like just the everyday like all sorts of applications kind of stuff yeah. and like who who backs that kind of stuff? Yeah. I don't know. I just think. I don't really know about Windows 10 in particular because all I've heard is just that it's supposed to be like how it was before the tile corruption. Sure. Um, Which I still like. I don't know if people hate the tiles. But I, I hate the tiles. tiles. I, I never use them. It's stupid like because like with this computer, I'll um, first off like the mouse pad that you use uh, with just your fingers or whatever. If you don't have if you don't have a mouse, the mouse pad is horrible the, with the computer that I have at least, and it like pulls up tiles at times when I don't want to. So I'll just like put my cursor on one part of the screen and it's like, tiles, right? You want tiles. Oh. I'm like, no, I don't want, where am I? Well, question mark, question mark, you know. To be fair, I do have a touchscreen computer, so that's probably why I think it's great because when I mm. bought my computer, I have like a Dell Inspiron like 3000 yeah, or something. I was literally in the store for 10 minutes like, oh, touch, But you're still, but you're still touch. just like sorting through a bunch of different like like wincing through tiles and stuff. That's okay though. It's just annoying. But I think I agree. It isn't really practical unless you have a touchscreen interface. Because you're right. Yeah. Some things will get screwed up that you don't want it to work. Anymore. Yeah. That's all the news. Let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be back for fun Ba-ba-ba. times. Bye. Boop. 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 This is Woody Banter. Don't forget to follow us at Witty Banter Show on Twitter and shoot an email over to wittybantershow at gmail.com. And we are back. What up? All right, so we got to talk about this beer now. We've had some time to sip on it and to think about our thoughts and to think about our sips. Think about our thoughts. So, Brandon... How do you feel about the beer now that it's been a good 20 extra minutes? Uh, I still taste it. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so that's great. Um, it's definitely How light. Does it taste? I know. Does it make you happy? It, it makes me feel like summer. But mm, I mean, like, based on the six beers now that I've tried, I definitely err more on the side of dark beers. Mm-hmm. Just personal preference. Um, but I would still say it's pretty good. Sweet. Summer, though. Yes. Light and refreshing. Mm-hmm. It is time. It is time. Kevin, how do you feel? I completely agree on the Brandon, you know, light and, and I still drink it taste. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it, it gets me in the summer mood. I think I could drink this and still go about my day yeah. or my afternoon if it was like an afternoon beer. Um, I do agree with like how it's sitting on your tongue with kind of that souriness for a while. I've started to notice the the soury kind yeah. of funk to it. Uh, that was your that was your word you used earlier, like yeah. funky? Boom. Yeah, it's, it's been getting funkadelic on my tongue. <laughs> and that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm interested to see where it is when we What's finish the, this thing off. What's the long, tall Texan episode? <laughs> that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Kindergarten, man. That is a throwback. Yeah. All right, so um, it has like a surprisingly long taste profile for how light it is. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. It, it mixes it up. Uh, I get most of the taste kind of on the roof of my mouth whenever mm. I whenever I have it. It kind of like lingers there for a little while. I think that's the yeast. Maybe. Because Belgian-style yeast and farmhouse-style yeast are not the same thing, but I think they're in the same family. And I remember Tyrell saying, like, typically with Belgian yeast, you taste it on the roof of your mouth. So yeah, it, but the Belgian was the one that kind of gave that banana The banana right? yeah. And that's, that's much different than this. This is, this is much more of like that, yeah, like open air kind of untamed flavor the wild um and 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 it's i i have such like a um i'm starting to build up sort of like negative connotations for the word light because it's always associated with like bad beers 
You know, like like bush Miller light. light, Bush Light, Bud Light. Then, then whenever you say something's light, you're like, okay, well, that's kind of like Fret an anchoring water. reference point. And this is nothing like that. Like, this is it, – it has less alcohol. It's more kind of watery and runny, but it actually has, like, character. And mm-hmm. it's something that I want to drink. Like, I'm excited to have the next sip, you know. You couldn't, like, chug this. and You no could. Go. I, I think you could. Mm. I think you could. I'm, so I'm in the same camp. Uh, I think the complexity is pretty brilliant. You know, the fact that it is as light as it is and it sticks around for as long as it does, I think is very impressive. The it's got like the slightest bit of hop, in my opinion. And it's not to me, it's more of like a spicy hop. I know it says it's brewed without spices, but I'm getting like a spicy sort of hop feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But that funkiness, I think, is the true character. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to call it sour exactly because it's not making me like tart up and like Uh squinch. But there is that funkiness there and i have to admit go ahead what are you it say? says native souring bacteria ah. is used. oh it's a kombucha with beer interesting <laughs> whatever that is yeah i, I just try that, that add to your point so um where was i where was i where sour. was i where was i sour okay so i can't drink it very fast though because for the first time i do feel like that funkiness is hindering my experience a little bit Mm. where it is a little bit odd it's definitely off-putting i can see i can understand now why some people have like a a barrier with sour beers it's definitely different it puts up yeah it puts up a wall yeah and i'm still working through that but the thing is that wall is there it's not overstated or understated it's classy and it's not overstating it's welcome so Uh, uh. (laughs) Fucking linger. Fucking linger, dude. <laughs> All right. Nothing I hate worse than uh, lingering. So, we're going to do a segment today. We're going to do a segment called Get to Know Your Banners. Oh. Hey, my name is... <laughs> hey. Oh, no, you, no, you no, go no, first. My bad. What, what's your you favorite... Um, I'm Wait, sorry, you don't what think... was that? Get to Know Your Banners. This was a bit of a throwback. It's what we did way back when the show first started when we basically were like trying to introduce ourselves to the audience. Mm-hmm. So now what we use it for is just like an opportunity to ask questions to the group. Yeah, I actually think oh, I heard you guys do one of these once. Yeah. I think it's maybe you're talking about your man caves. Ooh, oh, yeah. I think I, we like the, man cave. I think that's like the first episode I ever heard of. Well, cool. Yeah, yeah throwback. So here's the question I have for you guys today. If the devil were to appear in this room right now and mm. say, I will challenge you to any duel for your soul, mm. what would you pick to challenge him at? Interesting. Ooh. Big question. What do you fight? What are you so confident in that you would, you would fight your soul for? That's interesting. It's like, what do you think you're the best at? Like, what are you, what are you greatest at? I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I was getting so frustrated because, you know, you always hear these like news articles about like this kid dropped out of college at 21 just to start his own business and made 15 million dollars. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Man? <laughs> so now it's like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not great at anything, man. This sucks. I'm so poor. And like even yeah, even stuff that I feel naturally inclined with, I'm like, I'm still not great at those things, you know. So this one kind of hits me in the nuts, Chase. Right um, nuts. Going for the sack. Man. Going for the nads. Um, I mean, I, I I think mine would be pr- pretty straightforward. I think I would probably just try and go against him in a, like a classical music battle. Yeah, it scares the shit. Very tenacious D of you. Because he would probably destroy me. Yeah, Never exactly. play the devil uh, in a music competition, man. But like, what? Else, like, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to play him in like freaking Super Smash, you know. <laughs> and I'm not going to like try and run or like do something more physical Falcon than him. So, time. and I can't. Out, I don't think I would outwit the devil. So I think it would have to come down to like, like music. That's the only thing I'm I think really you're giving like, the devil too much at. credit. I think you're giving him way yeah, too much credit. Really sucks. I. <laughs> I so. 
like I'm sure Chase and Hunter and everyone that I know knows, like my uh, reference repertoire, as Chase oh. quoted before, uh, is second to none. It's true. Um, I know movie quotes from everything, uh, from the most like from uh, Spaceballs to like the Matrix. Uh, Grinity, okay. help! <laughs> nice. That's true, though. Yeah. So, so if you would have to like quotes. a quote off, yeah, that'd okay, be pretty good. Yes, be good. That's good. Uh, I'd go doodling. <laughs> doodling. Yes. Yeah. The parameters. What's the boundary. You know what? I, yeah. I don't know who would who we'd have to hire to to, to judge the battle to, between the devil to be the subjective. And voice we'll call and Van Gogh up and doodling. see what he has to say. Um, yeah, I think I've developed quite the skill in 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 the years I've spent in what academia. Of like not. Doodle? That is pick up doodling. That is where I think I would win. Uh, I could doodle really anything. So, um, I would okay. say I always find myself like doodling what start out as just a series of lines uh-huh. and then turn into just some crazy sculpture that I think would like fit like on campus somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like in, front of, a, in yeah. front of like a building. I, exactly. <laughs> right? so maybe I, I don't know why I'm a government. Maybe I need to be in architecture. Um, <laughs> but doodling or I'm actually going to throw a second one there just because, I mean, it's like what I compete at and do, but I would say public speaking. Like, okay. Cause you, you know, go. I'm on the, I'm captain of the speech go. team God, here at UT. Like if you put me like head to head and gave us a speech or had to pursue Persuade in a in some kind of setting, I would I'd kick. So like Kevin's a silver right tongue devil. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna stick with my guns and doodling. Like okay, nice. cool. Well, mine's definitely a video game related. But the game I'm gonna choose uh, is gonna be Mario Party. The very mm-hmm. oh one. my god, he's pretty good. I freaking You're love that game. Of, uh, he's good. I mean, there's a lot of variables that could go into a that's, Mario Party. That's why I dig it, right? Because in my opinion, like the devil is just gonna be. Second to none in pretty much anything, but there's so much chance time <laughs> in Mario Party. God, I can. Anyone like, can win, yeah. Anyone can win, yeah. but not only that, I'm pretty damn good at those mini games, and there is no way the devil is gonna out button smash me. The the devil would hate Bowser too. Like oh, he would be, be like, like who's this guy? Who are you? <laughs> well, this guy thinks he can punk me. Well, who the fuck chose Bowser's land? <laughs> so everyone, in, everyone in Mario Party through every single variation, and even this extends to Mario Kart, has the same character. So I'm curious Ooh. who everyone's go to is. He's got mine. I know mine. Go first. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wario. <laughs> I'm Wario. I'm the wiener. <laughs> I'm gonna win. <laughs> I go Mario. I go Mario. Okay, classic. What about you, Brian? I'm always Yoshi. Damn it! <laughs> Freaking dinosaur, man. Ah, that's what I get for letting you go first. Although, uh, Super Smash Brothers, I'll do a... I'll do a I'll do a Luigi just because I like gotcha. the way he screams when he gets kicked wah, off the map. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I think I have one more addition for what I could do against the devil, huh. because I'm skeptical of the devil's magic deck. <laughs> so I might do a magic battle against him. When it comes to magic, all planeswalkers are created equal. <laughs> Me and the devil, two planeswalkers that in would one be battle. Fucking epic. Yeah, that would be crazy. I bet he would have a crazy deck. I'm man. sure he would. It'd be black. <laughs> black and red. Well, it's thank you for answering the question, folks. Let's go ahead and check in to the mailbag. <laughs> just go ahead, uh, Hunter. Just get about an hour's worth of crickets mm-hmm. and put it right there. Oh, okay. Right when we do mailbag, do crickets because nobody fucking emails me. <laughs> I got you, man. I'm <laughs> Is there. Anyone there? That's De- actually not true. We've nope. gotten. Hello? I've emailed you guys. Yeah, we've I'm gotten downloading. a good a bit of email recently. We had a ton of email for episode 50. And thank you, everybody who ma- emailed in. You made that show three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, for anybody going. That, thanks for anybody that listened to any one of the three episodes from episode 50 because we got one wasted and two just had, you know, a, a grand old time kind of just being. 
it on air. So yeah, yeah. for sure. In the second part, uh, Chris Carter first ep- first time ever podcast was just mouth breathing into that microphone. Oh really? <laughs> just like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, funny. I mean, it's 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 hard. There's there's little nicks and knacks that everybody brings to the table. But that's what you know? gives it its character. And yeah. we'll always know part two is the time that Chris uh, was mouth breathing. <laughs> He's a mouth breather. Unique accents. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like beer. Anyway, we have no uh, email that this week, but that's fine because we got two guests, and that makes up for it. Well, uh, should we do something else, man? I mean, we got like 15 minutes on, on, left on our usual schedule. Sure. You want to um, do like a top three or a... Oh. Let's see. Let us do... Or we should do an animal feud. Or a, a oh, a blood, blood feud. Blood feud, yeah. Let's we can think of a blood feud. <laughs> All right, so just to lay out, y'all be thinking about a blood feud. Basically, just think of a battle between any two things. A blood feud is something that me and Chase started like bringing to the table, and we kind of wanted to have it just be like a week-to-week thing that people could mail in about. Mm-hmm. And so our first blood feud was like lions versus bears. Gotcha. And okay. so there Those was actually animals, though, a yeah. pretty yeah. decent smattering of people on both sides, but we came to the conclusion that probably bears would win against, and then we did against the most rock. lions. Versus Jason, Jason Statham, Statham. and that had some su- surprising results. Jason Statham won that one. Really? Yeah, I'm very surprised that that was. He's a like response. a black belt. That was the biggest thing. The he Rock actually is, has martial arts. The Rock. He's Which got is like so <laughs> funny because we went with fucking big and powerful with the bear, <laughs> and then we went quick and agile with yeah, the Yeah, all the reasons that we chose so the bear. So stupid, man. <laughs> just Chase did not choose. Why. We chose the Sa- Jason Statham, which was like the exact reason why Chase. My didn't uncle choose and I him. were actually recently talking. I don't know. We were talking about the Rock's uh, like body measurements because yeah. we were very curious why he's so like what his actual measurements are his thighs are like 32 Ooh. inches they're tree trunks they're literally what? Trunks. uh his it's biceps are 16 inches his neck is like something ridiculous Jeez. like 18 or to 20 his chest size is 52 this guy's i have an interesting scary. one that we could do a got? blood feud uh <laughs> so keeping it non non-controversial non-political though uh hillary clinton Versus Sarah Palin. Hillary Clinton. Mm. She's been... She, I don't know, though, because Sarah Palin spent some time in wilderness. She's in Alaska, man. And she can... She knows guns. But I feel but like Hillary Clinton's more like cutthroat and would like do crazy anything bitch. to win. Sarah Palin yeah. would back down, and she did. Hillary has wanted president <laughs> before she was born. Yeah, nothing's standing like, in her way. She will not let a sex scandal from her late husband <laughs> stop her, <laughs> let alone some Benghazi bullshit. Like, this woman is going to be president, whether... But then, you know, but would she Nancy Palin could see Russia from her backyard, you know? So... Yeah. Well, she's blonde. Like, as a kind of she's also breaker. scalped 400 wolves, apparently, with her teeth. Uh, 400. I mean, just I being from the Alaska, <laughs> just being from Alaska, the frontier. and having to deal with that terrain gives you some points of yeah. know, man. in my book. I think it, I think it depends Westchester on yeah, the, County, the York setting. Is like, where do you put the setting? Is this just like you know in a? Is it a cage match? Or, or is this like on the floor of the Senate? Or like where fight? is this flight fight I like, actually? I happening? like floor of the Senate because that's I feel like where. Then it's you're, you're Clinton's territory, like Clinton. I say we make like a senatorial Thunderdome. Yeah. you gotta see. There's like lamps. There's she, props. She would know. grab one of the flags and just. She's got a copy of the. Right. I think it has She's to be got... like related to your party, like an elephant tusk or like a jaw of a donkey. <laughs> a or donkey, donkey hoof. Jaw. <laughs> yeah. Donkey hoof. Just Samson style. They have Clint just hoof kicks Palin into the third row. They can have up. They can have rolled up bills as like potential weapons to mm. like wear them down. That could work. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and try and come to a conclusion on mine. I said Sarah Palin. See, yeah, I'm gonna. She's the Boy Scout. It's funny. We always go different. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Hillary Clinton. Okay. I think that she's too. She's too like. She's got the eye of the tiger. Like, like I don't think I could be Hillary Clinton up, to a certain mm. extent. Like she yeah. would just have willpower out the ass, the and I think she would. I think she would do whatever oh it would God, take that's not even to come out on the other she, end. 
Yeah, dude. Hillary, she wears sunglasses because the death glare is real. <laughs> like, this woman would kill you with a stare. Uh, so you're going to go with Hillary? Hill Dog for sure, man. She's called Hill Dog. Okay. Dog. Sarah Dog. Okay, I got one sticking <laughs> with the political theme then because I'm a big fan of presidents. I love presidents. I okay. love presidential history. Um, Andrew Jackson and Teddy Roosevelt. Who? Heavyweights. Yeah. Two heavyweights in the ring. Mostly because of lack of information. But what's your answer to the first one? To the first? Oh, sorry. I, 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 I didn't know we were going around. I thought you just answered your own. Oh, Hillary. Hillary. Really? Yeah, Hillary. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Chase has been on the other end of but all But you brought up a good point. The Iron Chancellor would win every single time with true. any competition. Angela Merkel is frightening. So I know a bunch about Teddy as far as him just being like... That's good, because Teddy's a badass. He is a badass. He like wrestles elephants yeah. and created national parks and big stick in it. The guy's a yeah. badass. He created the idea of like the modern president as today. Yeah. So what's, Very what's, stewardship what's uh, like. Andrew uh, Jackson got going for? Um, well, mean, he forced all those Native Americans. Yeah, besides all the racist shit. <laughs> um, I mean, he led pretty much, you know, a revolution, or not the revolution, he led part of the war in Florida, pretty much is the oh, reason yeah. Florida was, was, war of was kind of a frontier yeah. man, like, just, you didn't want to cross Andrew Jackson um, in any capacity at that period and of time. And he gave zero beeps zero. about anything. When, when about the whole uh, Native American, <laughs> Native American settlement, yeah. uh, the Supreme Court Justice, who I don't know his name off the top of my head, was like, that's illegal. And he's like, cool, enforce it yourself, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel I like, Teddy. really, like, I just feel like Andrew Jackson probably just has more, like, actual war experience, right? Like, he, yeah, he like, I mean, led people into battle. Well, there's the stuff. Battle of San Juan. <laughs> Didn't Teddy Roosevelt get shot and then finish a speech? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. No shit. Yeah, he got well, no, Andrew like Jackson. Legendary. Andrew Jackson no, got no. shot in the chest with a bullet, and there was See, like a locket are, there. I'm telling you, these are even mi- match. Yeah. These are even match fellas. Teddy got shot right before a speech, and they were like, "We need to get you to the hospital." He's like, "No." Why? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "No." So. I'm gonna give this speech, damn it, and gets up there, proceeds to give. I'm gonna misquote this, but I want to say it was at least an hour speech. Like, <laughs> Just bleeding profusely, everyone's like, <laughs> and then like <laughs> baptizing people afterwards. Which is a flesh like, wound. Okay, we can go. Um, and Just a mere flesh wound. <laughs> was was good. So I mean, I don't know where stands my vote. I'm throwing Teddy. Cool. I'd go Teddy too. I'm gonna go Teddy. He has too big a stick. As much as I like Andrew Jackson, Teddy Roosevelt definitely. Is there we the go. Cooler cat. That's a sweep for Teddy Roosevelt. But Andrew Jackson was taller. He was a tall guy. I, I will see. say he does get that up. Well, that guy. was a fun round of blood feuds. So thank you, everybody. Now, if you do want to email the show like no one else did this week, it is wittybantershow <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and put some numbers on this beer, add it to the list of beers that we reviewed, and get out of here. Uh, Kevin, you go first. So last time I was on the show, we had the what I guess was apparently rated the highest. The Temptress, dude. The Temptress, the number one uh, beer. Of Woody we had that on the on your show. Lucky yeah. you, man. Yeah, no, it was that was a great beer. I think I gave it. An, I believe I gave it an eight. Um, this Jester King yeah. did not live up to the Temptress standard. No. Um, as I said, it's drinkable. I've enjoyed it, um, but there is something about this taste sitting in my mouth that, like, I'm gonna have to get a glass of water in a bit. Or some mouthwash. Uh, or some mouthwash. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a a six. Okay. So it's just okay then. Absolutely okay. All right. That's okay. fine. Um, I'm going to give it the numerical score of yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, I would drink this. Because I don't know anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's a standing ovation in terms of Brandon reviews. Come on, you got to give it a 1 to 10. Okay, fine. Uh, well, 
I don't like the aftertaste as much as it may like profess to be good with. So that wasn't also English, excuse me. But anyways, um, <laughs> it's okay. I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm pretty pessimistic. Like a Goes five or a four. Okay. Ooh, we'll go. We'll go five. We don't want to throw off the mean too hard. <laughs> um, Get that data up, dog. Yeah. Uh, my turn four. or your turn, Chase? I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll edit go. that out. Make it out. Six. Um, so yeah, this beer, this beer, it's super cool. I love how drinkable it is. Like it is like water, but in a really cool way because it it's complex and it lasts, it lingers, and it's got flavor. But it's super drinkable. Talk about a summer beer. I could like you could just quaff pints of this and be fine. You know? <laughs> um, that funkiness is odd. I think it's something I need to get used to. I don't want to like necessarily say like, oh, it, it's just a bad tasting beer, but it, that sourness is there. What? what Can I mean? quote something right now? You oh, it. There it is. Stings <laughs> the nostrils. <laughs> Take that oh, devil. Take God. that devil. I love it. Double, you're going down. So with <laughs> oh, all of those so good. in mind, I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's a great beer. I want to have it again. Mostly I want to just hang out with friends and keep drinking it on a hot day again. Um, but the flavor is simple. It's spicy, a little spicy hop, a little like funky on the with the yeast, and uh, and it looks pretty too. So an eight. Nice. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to uh, just say that you know I'm not going to venture off a whole lot from what y'all have already said. I think people probably get a pretty good understanding of how it is. Um, I thought that the sort of funkiness that y'all got was. Like, leading up to this, like, peak where it could have been bad, or, like, if it would have lingered any more or been any more staunch, then I wouldn't have liked it. But considering that it's such a low alcoholic content and it does bring complexity to the table, I actually, like, like that it is bringing something fresh that I haven't had before. Yeah. Um, and, and not in a Ralk beer kind of way, huh? <laughs> uh, thank God. Like, that was literally just, like, this with a big, like, the top layer being bacon. Um, Sounds awesome. It doesn't, it's not awesome. Um, <laughs> so, you know, th this this actually did it for me. Uh, I'm going to give it, you gave it an 8, didn't you? I did. I'm going to give it, like, a 7.5. Okay. For what it is, Lovely. I think. So I look I think like a huge, for I what it is, I think, it's, I think it's a 7.5. I think right. it's an interesting beer. Okay. Such mature palates. Well, that's witty yeah. banter. Um, so... Brandon, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Pleasure having you. Uh, Kevin, thanks for being on. And yeah, of dude. course, bringing the news items. Already oh. contributing more than Hunter does. Yeah. Just um, kidding. Hunter. Oh I got one more God. plug, too. If I Hunter, <laughs> Hunter knows that he can react, but it just means I get to be Little Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, before we start plugging away, yeah. I know, Kevin, you, you had something you want to throw in there. Oh, well, I guess it. I guess is this my plug right it's now? It's your plug. Plug okay. time. Um, last time I was on the show, I gave a good shout-out to... My buddy's band, the Louisiana Purchase. Sporting the greatest um, band name of band all time. Name. It's a pretty great band name. Um, but I want to bring it back up, not just because, you know, I'm a big fan and maybe want to be their manager if they ever decided to do Boom. something. But um, they're actually having a tour this summer that's going to cover parts of Texas. I know you guys from Houston. I know you guys probably have maybe a listen base out in Houston. But it's going to start out there. It's called the Ghost Ride the Whip Tour. Uh, <laughs> Ghost yeah. Ride the Whip. Ghost Ride the Whip. That's something um, that all those Houstonians can get down with. They, uh, <laughs> they're going to be touring with two of our uh, friends' bands out in Dallas, Evening Crowd and Duo Contra. Um, but on June 1st in Houston, they're going to be at Super Happy Funland. Um, oh, nice. Cool, cool venue? That's nice, yeah. Cool. Um, on the 2nd, so the day, next day, they'll be in Laredo, Texas at Second Chance Music. 
Then they'll wake, make their way to Austin, Texas um, for the third and fourth. They're going to have a private party. Message me for details. None of you guys know me, but... Um, Bing, bong, bong, anyways. That's the fun of it, man. Yeah. On the uh, fourth, they're going to be at Trailer Space Records in Austin. And then on the fifth, they'll finish their tour off in Dallas at the Profit Bar, which is a really cool spot that they kind of started their music um, at. So Sweet. check out Louisiana Purchase at Bandcamp.com. Yeah. I'm going to go Boom. see Boom. Cool. That sounds awesome. Um... Brandon, you want to say anything? Anything um, to plug? Nothing? Feeling it? Nah, if you're Let's graduating. Mm. Yep. <laughs> All right. Good All luck. Right. <laughs> so Witty Banter is on everything. We're on iTunes. You can just search Witty Banter. Hit subscribe. All of our episodes will show up in your download queue for free. If you don't have iTunes, that's fine. Just go to wittybantershow.com, and you can download all of the episodes there as well. Keep up with what we're doing on Facebook. We're facebook.com slash wittybanterpodcast. We're also on Twitter. We're at wittybantershow. Uh, you can email the show like no one else does. Uh, we're, it's wittybantershow at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Bodacious Chase. Hunter's at Diesel Dorset. Kevin? Uh, at Kev Kings with a Z. Vine? Uh, I'm on Vine. Kevin King. You can get me there. Um, I'm a big Instagram fan. Kev Kings with a Z. And then Snapchat, because Snapchat's booming if you get a good Snapchat following. Snoop uh, Snapchat. Kings, which is King with three Zs. Of course. Z's, I'm a big Z's. Instagrammer, so if you like a mix between dog pictures and CrossFit stuff, <laughs> it's uh, B underscore Lutz 22. Sweet. Cool. Well, that's all that she wrote. Thank you for making episode 51 great. We have finally launched into another era of Lady mm. Banter. The, fi- the previous what 50 are behind us now. Yeah, we're going just forever. So, until next week, thank you everybody for listening. Beep beep boop. Whip, whip, whip. Beep boop, bop. See ya. Beep, 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 beep,